the Padres get a huge shipment of offense, including Juan Soto. A surprising number of star players don't get traded. And yes, the Los Angeles Dodgers actually gave up a prospect for Joey Gallo. We'll talk about all that and more coming up here on Total Bases. All right, welcome to Total Bases here on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I am Greg Marino here with Mark Marino and Don Pastrito. And it is the morning of August 4th, a Thursday. And so the trade deadline just happened a couple days ago. So we, we got a lot to get into here today. Yeah. Starting with the, the Padres leaning really by far the biggest deal of this deadline, Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Yeah. From the Nationals. I mean, this is obviously the biggest deal of the trade now that it's what everyone's talking about. Ian, I think, like, before, I mean, everyone kind of, like, a few weeks before, everyone kind of started to realize, like, yeah, they're going to trade Soto, especially after he declined the 440. Yeah, and the 440 million dollar extension yeah, deal. It, even, with, even with trading him, everyone was still, like, was this the best idea? Just because he's, he's not a player you come across that often, especially at that young of an age. I mean, like, he's 23 years old. He's not even in his prime yet. And they traded him. And I think there hasn't really been a ton of trades like this in really all of MLB history. Yep. I think the the most recent one that you can compare it to a little bit is probably the Miguel Carrera trade. Yeah, I think that, obviously that was a long time ago. I think that one was kind of similar. Usually when we see these superstar players traded, like Max Scherzer, you know, Machado Turner... They're, they're usually being traded at the very end of their salaries, right before they're going to be free agents. So trading Soto with two years left, that only happens under very rare circumstances. Yeah. But I mean, as a result, the Nationals get a massive haul back from the uh, Padres. Yeah. So it was what, three prospects. Four prospects. Four prospects. Mackenzie Gore mm-hmm. and uh, Luke Voigt. Mackenzie Gore, who before he was brought up was basically ranked like one of the best prospects in all of baseball, was talked yeah. about I mean, for quite some time. And I think he's really kind of lived up to that in the Padres rotation. I mean, I don't really think he has lived up to it. I think he's been a bit of a disappointment. But like, he's definitely not a guy who's failed yet. Yeah, yeah, this, I mean, year, this year he's being all right. I think you'd like to see him really become a star pitcher, and maybe he will in a few years. So it's a solid piece for the Nationals to add. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he definitely has a lot of potential, uh, but also four prospects, with three of them being like very, very high level prospects. I think it was the number one and two prospects in the Padres organization that yeah. they had to give up for. Soto. And I mean, really, it's it's worth it because you're getting Juan Soto, who, yeah. in my opinion, is you know a top three player in baseball. Right yeah, now. I, it's like this is the Padres going completely all in because also. They got Brandon Jury, which is kind of a minor move in comparison to Soto, but really not that minor. He's having a great year. And they also traded for Josh Hader. And I think that trade was actually a terrible trade for them because they gave up a relief pitcher of their own who is maybe almost as good as Hader, along with three prospects. So I did not like the Hader trade for the Padres. Yeah. But generally, like, yeah. the Padres want this World Series. Yeah, they also got Josh Bell, and I think from the Nationals. And I think really, like, before that trade... I can see why they did this, because their offense was actually a little bit weak, especially their outfield. Before getting Juan Soto, their outfield wasn't looking great. I mean, they had Profar, but other than that, they really didn't have that great of a offensively yeah. productive outfield. But uh, I also really like the Brandon Drury move, because that gives them a DH option, uh, so they can kind of platoon Cronenworth and Drury at second base in DH. Yeah. And then, I mean, Josh Bell, obviously a great first baseman, because they also got rid of Hosmer and Voight. So Josh Bell's their first baseman. Yeah, they, they needed Josh Bell. Um, getting rid of, I think getting rid of Voight was 
not was a bit of a sad move for the Padres, you know, like you gotta have that Luke Voigt culture in there, but kinda it is what it is. And now they're really set up for October. Yeah. As they're not gonna win the division. They're eleven and a half games behind the Dodgers. They're gonna get into the playoffs as a wild card and they'll be a scary team to face with Soto, Tatis will be back by then. It's gonna be a huge impact. I think they're really adding two of the best players in baseball in Soto and Tatis. Yeah. Fernando Tatis Jr. is expected to be back very soon here, actually. So, I mean, once he comes back, I mean, you're, I mean, I don't know if this is what they'll do. I'm, I'm assuming it was, it's what they'll do. But the top three players in their lineup, will, it will probably be Tatis, Soto, Machado. Mm-hmm. So now you can't always just pitch around Machado or Soto like players have been because you got Machado next. And then probably after him, it'll be, mm-hmm. so, it'll be Bell. Yeah. So with mm-hmm. those top four hitters in, like, that's just an elite top four. Yeah, and that's a yeah. crazy top three. That could be, like, the top three that order for an all-star game, and it's yeah. all in their lineup. Yeah, I mean, that's uh-huh. crazy. Also, their pitching looks great as well. I mean, their five starters Yeah, look their, their great. pitching um, should be all right. Even with trading Mackenzie Gore, uh, their, their starting pitching still looks great. Yeah, I, I feel like they didn't really need Gore too much. Since in the postseason, you only need, like, a few great starters. They have Darvish, Musgrove, and... Clevenger. Clevenger's really rounding into form lately. He's he's finally like healthy and pitching seven innings a start. And even with his um, you know, there are health concerns. So if he, even if he does get injured, you they've got Manaya as yeah, well. Yeah, a good. Four. He's a possibility if Clevenger gets injured. And now injured. they've got Josh yeah. Hader who can handle a pretty heavy workload. He's one of those that, guys who often yeah. pitches multiple innings. That is the one benefit to Hader is that he can go two, mm-hmm. three innings. We've seen him do it in the past. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think Hader's one of those guys who. Mm-hmm gets that reputation of being able to go multiple innings, but that's just because the Brewers always let him. However, I think, like, if managers pitch their closer two or three innings in the playoffs, like we saw it with the White Sox pitching Liam Hendricks. Yeah, I've always been one to believe that, too. That Or actually, it was the A's pitching Liam Hendricks against the White Sox. Like, I think that that probably more guys could do it than you think, Mm -hmm. just they don't ever get the opportunity to. Also, about that Padres... They're really going to cruise into the playoffs. Obviously, they're not going to catch the Dodgers. The Dodgers are not going to blow an 11.5 game lead in two buds. But now, they actually aren't. They weren't that far ahead of the Padres and the Phillies. Uh, no, I mean the Cardinals and the Phillies. They were only a few games ahead of them. But now, I feel like there's very little chance that a team this good, getting Soto, getting Josh Bell, all these all these great moves at the deadline, and getting to tease back, I feel like there's really no chance that. Yeah. They get caught in the wild card, which means that they're going to get a chance to rest their guys. Yeah. You know, guys like Clevenger, Hater's not going to have to pitch too much down the stretch. Everyone will be well the, rested for October. The top like wild card spot gets a, gets a home series in the wild card round, which will probably be against someone like the Cardinals or. No, actually, it's probably going to be the Mets or Braves since the Padres are going to be the four seed and they're going to be facing the five seed, who's going to be the Mets or Braves. And then the six seed will be the Cardinals or Phillies, yeah. probably. Yeah, I guess the Braves. Though. They're the currently Braves. lined up to have the. Mets, the loser of Mets or Braves. Yeah, so if you're the Mets or Braves, you really want to win that division. I don't so know. You don't I mean, even have to face the Padres. Actually, it's it's likely that the Mets or Braves finishes ahead as of, of the Yeah, as of right now, the Braves have well, a better record way, than the Padres. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. if you look at the NL, I think there's three powerhouse teams, and it's the Dodgers, Padres, and Braves. Some of you might be wondering why I'm not putting the Mets in there. Yeah. But, I mean, if you... If you look at kind of their lineups and their rotation, like they all have three great hitters. And for the Dodgers, they have Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, and Mookie Betts. I mean, that's comparable to Soto, Tatis, Machado, which I think is also mm-hmm. comparable to the Braves trio of Olsen, Riley, Acuna. I mean, those those kind of three great hitters on all three of those teams. Mm-hmm. And they all have three great pitch starting pitchers as well. So, I mean, I think those three teams are really the best in the NL, in my opinion. And even though the Mets are in first place in that at least, I, I still think... 
the Braves are. I think they could. I think they're going to perform better in October, especially because they have all those guys who just won them the World Series last year. But I don't know. We could see the Mets. We could see the Mets win that division and have a good performance in October. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen with their the track Mets, record. I would say they have a great top of the rotation with Degrom, Scherzer. They don't exactly have a dominant three guy. I do think that their three star is a bit weaker than some of these other teams. But I, we'll say about the Mets that their offense has scored a lot of runs this year. I kind of get it how you're saying that. They don't have a lot of superstar hitters, but they've been finding ways to get it done. And they also made some moves at the deadline. So now I feel like they have a pretty complete offense. They have good hitters in every spot in the lineup, pretty much. And I don't think that can really be said about the Braves. And actually, I'm not. I'm still not sure if that can quite be said about the Padres. I think that the Mets might have a deeper lineup than the Padres, although not as good at the top. The Padres lineup got deep with Bell and Jury. I, I, yeah. I don't really think there's a weak spot in that. And then order. once you throw in teams like the Brewers, we all know that they don't have much of an offense. You know, the, yeah, the Phillies have weak spots yeah, really, in offense. I think the the rest of the NL's done for. The Brewers and Cardinals, I don't think I don't see them being competitive. I don't see, I, and I think it's interesting the NL overall because after the deadline, we kind of saw there's seven teams in the NL all out going for it, and only six are going to make it. So that'll be interesting to watch. And it's the Dodgers, Padres for the West. Then there's the Brewers and um, Cardinals. Cardinals from the Central. Then you got the Mets and Braves, but you also have the Phillies in there who right now are in a position to make the playoffs. And they've played very well ever since firing Joe Girardi, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if that was just him or if there were some other things going on, but it's going to be interesting to see which one of those seven teams doesn't make the postseason. Yeah, right now it would be the Cardinals. I think ultimately it's probably going to be the Phillies. You know, it's always a reliable bet to say the Phillies are going to crumble at the last minute and miss the Although playoffs. they are expecting Bryce Harper back soon, which would be a huge addition. Yeah, and they made, they made moves at the deadline. They're really all in on this year, and I kind of feel like that's not surprising since... They've underachieved so many years. Their organization ago. needs to make the playoffs. Yeah. It's and been if they do make the playoffs, they will face years. the NL Central Division winner in all yeah. likelihood. That is the interesting thing about how the so, seeding lines up is there's going to be one wild card matchup of two weak teams. Yeah. And then yeah. there's going to be the two stronger teams playing against each yeah, other. I mean, we saw the them the actually add Noah Syndergaard and uh, Brandon Marsh from the Angels. Brandon Marsh, they kind of needed a reliable center fielder. I wouldn't consider him that great offensively. But, I mean, he's definitely an upgrade, and Noah Syndergaard is actually putting together a pretty solid year. I don't know how we'll do yeah, in those, playoffs. Those are solid but, um, pieces who can contribute. If You know, they're not Juan Soto's. Yeah, but, but now they yeah. actually have a good three starting pitchers with Wheeler, Nola, and Syndergaard. So they're, they're definitely looking pretty strong. And the Cardinals, other than Machado and—I mean, not Machado, Arenado and Goldschmidt, they actually don't look that strong. I mean, we saw them have some starting pitching, which they definitely needed, in Jordan Montgomery from the Yankees and Jose Quintana, although I don't think Quintana is actually as good as a lot of people. Seem Quintana to is not good at all at this point in his career. He really never was that good. Yeah, like, I really think he's kind of been one of the more overrated players in baseball these last five years or so. I feel but, like the Cardinals should have gone after Juan Soto. Yeah, I re- everyone kind of I expected think they did go to. after him. They did go after him, but, but they, they, did not like they weren't him. willing to, like, Trade Dylan Carlson. Yeah, that was about I was Dylan set. Carlson like really that important if the guy you're getting is Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah. especially when they have Harrison Bader. Yeah. They could they have, have kept Bader. Well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's like they traded Bader to the Yankees for Montgomery. But what if they don't trade Bader and instead trade Dylan Carlson for in, Soto? And then you're kind of covered. And I agree. They needed starting pitching and they addressed that. But instead of going for guys like Jordan Montgomery and Jose Quintana, I would have liked to see them go for 
more guys like Luis Castillo, Frankie Montas, Carlos Rodon, who I think it's interesting that he didn't get traded seeing as yeah. an opt-out after the end of the year, or yeah. Jorge Lopez from the Marlins. They didn't really go for more of the higher-level guys. Well, I think the Marlins guy's Pablo Lopez. Or Pablo Lopez, yeah. yeah. So I think it's interesting. I mean, they did make additions, but I don't think they made the right additions. Yeah, really, when you get two starting pitchers like that, but when they're not that good, it doesn't really help your team that much. Yeah, I think it would have been a lot more strong if they say they had got Luis Castillo and Pablo Lopez. That would have been a lot Yeah, better. obviously they'd have to give up more for that, but I think just getting Luis Castillo would be better than getting Quintana and Montgomery. Yeah, if you're the Cardinals, like, you don't, like, plan on if Jack Flaherty doesn't get it together. Since If he's not going to get it together, you're not going anywhere this year. That's just the fact of the matter. Yeah. If you're the Cardinals, this season's kind of a long shot to have a legendary deep playoff run and get to the World Series. Especially when there's teams yeah. like the Dodgers, Padres, Braves, Mets Yeah, really, I don't think the Cardinals are going to be competitive at all if in October, if they get to October. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think, I mean, the, the Cardinals obviously added. They're going for it. But I would have liked to see them add a bit more and a bit better talent. So I, I personally, yeah. if I were to choose one team I don't see making the playoffs in the NL, I think it's going to be the Cardinals, mm. which it is as of right now. Because the Phillies are getting Harper yeah. back. Um, yeah. I, I, the Phillies have been just playing well yeah. ever since they fired Girardi. So, yeah, yeah I, I see the Phillies getting in. And uh, one thing that you mentioned is the Giants not trading Rodon. And I think that was actually kind of a theme of this trade deadline. Apart from Juan Soto... The other stars who are possibly on the market didn't get traded. That includes Wilson Contreras, Shohei Otani, Xander Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, and also Carlos Rodon. Yeah, and all I think, those um, guys stay. And, Brian Reynolds didn't get traded. Yeah, yeah, and I think with uh, you know like Wilson Contreras, for example, he's a free agent at the end of the year. The Cubs are not going anywhere. Like there's a zero percent chance to make the playoffs. Like it's not going to happen. So he's not going to do anything for them for the rest of the year. Yeah. So they're just going to let him walk and get nothing from him. Whereas, yeah. There's only no reason not to trade a guy who's only around for another also, half he's... season. That is a meaningless. Season. Yeah. Like I get why the Angels didn't trade Otani for two reasons because they have control over him for beyond just this year, mm-hmm. and also he's kind of the face of the franchise. He's mm-hmm. bringing fans to the stadium every day. But Contreras is a really good. player. Player, but not necessarily a huge big name player i mean you know cubs fans like him but they're not like crazy about him so yeah really the cubs i think they pretty much just lost three or four prospects for absolutely it's, no upside it's kind of similar to what players. happened with the rockies and trevor story last year like why didn't they trade like him you've, and they could have gotten if you're a bad team having a bad year and your big guy's gonna walk as in become a free agent at the end of the year you absolutely have to trade him that's it's not an option they just blue a shipment of prospects that they would have gotten for Contreras. Yeah, and the same Carlos Rodon has a he he's not a free agent, he has an opt out after this year, and I think he thinks he can make better money because I mean, he's having a really good yeah, year. Yeah, he's having a great year. So I'm I'm kind of you know, like the Giants aren't going for it because they started trading other players. Yeah, I think so the Giants are out of that. I'm point. a little confused as to why they didn't trade him. Same with Xander Bogarts and JD Martinez yeah, from the Red that, Sox. Again, completely I think it's terrible for the Red Sox, well, and they probably set back their organization mm-hmm. by, like, a decade, if you think about it. I will because... say the Red Sox aren't exactly out of it. I but, feel like the Giants mm-hmm. kind of are out of it. But... They're about five or so games behind the, the Phillies and the Cardinals. Yeah. The However, the Red, Sox, the Red Sox did the... also trade Christian Vasquez, which kind of... Yeah. You know, would make you think that they're not going for it anymore. Yeah, it's like, I think that the Red Sox did enough to make sure they're not going to be good this year, but also mm-hmm. kind of messed up their organization for years to come because yeah. they could have gotten massive returns for Xander Bogarts and J.D. Martinez. Those are two elite hitters, not just, like, solid pieces. And also, say they do somehow make the third wild card, which I really don't think has, they have much of a chance at doing that. Even so, is it one third wild card season where you get knocked out in the first round? Mm-hmm. Is that worth you know, 
eight prospects that you could have gotten for J.D. Martinez and yeah, J.D. Bogarts. And also, I agree with you in that if you're going to trade Christian Vasquez and Jake Diekman, those aren't huge moves. But, like, if you're doing that, you're obviously not really invested yeah. in this year. Why not just go all out and trade Martinez and Bogarts and build for the future? Yeah, no, I think it was completely inexcusable of the Red Sox to not trade those guys. And it's, it's going to set back their organization by a lot. Yeah. But uh, there's some more trades that we got to mention here. And that is... Yankees getting Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, relief pitcher and starting pitcher pair from the Oakland A's, and I liked that move. I think Montas yeah. is a bit better. I liked than it the as well. Um, I liked it as well. I think they were in on Luis Castillo, who was kind of the top pitcher mm-hmm. in the market. Mariners they, got him. They didn't end up getting him. The Mariners, the Mariners paid a good amount for him. I don't think they overpaid though. Uh, I think I that think, was a really good deal. For yeah, him. I think he, it was a good was, deal the, for he the was Mariners. A great guy for them to get. Yeah, and so. And then the Yankees got the next best guy, Montas, who I really I'm 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 fine with that. I as the Yankees fan, I really like that trade. I don't think they gave they really didn't give up a ton, in my opinion, from no no one really in their top yeah. five prospects or anything. Um, the, the only problem is they also traded Jordan Montgomery, quality left-handed starting pitcher for Harrison Bader on the Cardinals, and Harrison Bader is sort of a defense, stolen bases kind of guy, center fielder for the Cardinals. He's also injured. Until September. I think that's all right because if you're the Yankees, you're gearing up for the playoffs. But the problem is they also got Andrew Benintendi. And so they basically got two guys who are the same sort of player, and they really just don't need them both. And they traded Jordan Montgomery, who I think would have been a nice extra arm to have. You never know when a starting pitcher is going to get injured. I think you might have made this trade thinking maybe a little bit too much about the playoffs and not taking into account that. You still have two more months of the regular season. I don't think that's it at all. And I, I think that that top seed is a big deal. you got to make that top seed. You're in a race for it with the Astros. And I think this get, increased their chances of not getting it by trading Jordan Montgomery. Okay. Because Especially now, considering all the moves the Astros made. Yeah, because now Domingo Hermod's your fifth starter. That's a little shaky yeah. there. I just don't like it, especially seeing as I just don't see Bader getting used. Like, you traded a—and also, Jordan Montgomery was their only left-handed starter. I mean, he's going to get used, but, like, he's—but now, like, Benintendi's not going to get used. Well, Benin, no, Benintendi's going to be playing. I think Bader will be being used as, like, a defensive replacement late in the game. No, Bader's the better hitter of—Bader's the best hitter of Benintendi, Hicks, and Bader. No, I, I, I disagree. Benintendi no, I, has, like, a 380 on base percentage. As year. well as a 310 average, in and Bader has a 250 average. I don't think there's any way Aaron Hicks— Maybe Ben Intendi, but I Aaron Hicks is I think Hicks is probably done. That the Bader trade is kind of the end for Hicks. I think the outfield is going to look like Maybe. Ben Intendi, Bader, and Judge, but Stanton as DH. And One Hicks of Stanton or Carpenter is going to be playing the outfield. Yeah, which is weird because Stanton. I think they have. Yeah. I think they have they, a lot more outfield depth than starting pitching depth. Yeah, they and they traded starting pitching depth for outfield. Depth. Well, I think they kind of they had it at a nice balance before, and now they have just a bit of an excess of outfielders, which mm-hmm. is a good problem to have, but a really bad problem to have is not having enough starting pitching depth. And I don't think they're, like, they're, they, it's an issue. Like, I think they can handle it, but I, I don't know. It's a little shaky cost. now. Like, really, I don't know, like, at the All-Star break, we made some end-of-year predictions, and I predicted the Yankees to get the number one seed and win the AL pennant. But now I have to say I think it's going to be the Astros who do, do those things. The Astros right. are going to take the number one seed in the regular season, and they're going to beat the Yankees in the ALCS. So yes. Unfortunately, It seems yeah. kind of inevitable, as they added Trey Mancini and Christian Vasquez, which... Which were kind of their two holes. Yeah, the thing is, those guys aren't super great, but 
they're solid and they're replacing kind of weak spots. So it was those are really good moves for they them. They also pick up Will Smith, the lefty reliever they needed. And all they yeah. gave for him was Jake Odorizzi. That was yeah. a really yeah. good move. And for I them. think um I mean I think it was also a solid move for the Braves who got yeah. uh, who yeah, traded yeah, Will uh-huh. Smith and got Odorizzi. But yeah, the, the Astros did get better. They're the powerhouse now. They're like the Yankees have been struggling in the last three weeks. So really the Yankees are in trouble. The only hope for the Yankees, I would say, the the brightest spot on the Yankees' future is that they traded Joey Gallo to the Dodgers for a prospect. And that, like, I couldn't believe it when it came out. Yeah, I was you very know? surprised. Honestly, like, like, I wanted this guy... I've, I've wanted this guy designated for assignment since April. Yeah, so, like, I thought and, they were going to trade him or get rid of him. But, like, how would they get anyone to give up a yeah, prospect? Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, this seems like probably one of the stupidest moves the Dodgers have ever yeah, made. So, Gallo is having one of the worst seasons in MLB history. Yeah, and, and they, they gave up something for him. Like, yeah. they gave up something for him. That's just shocking. I thought it'd have to make the Yankees give the Dodgers Gallo and, like, a trash one, bag. Of, one of their prospects. Yeah, and a trash bag to put him in. Because, like, you know, the Dodgers are also going to have to buy their own trash bag for him. Like, this is really a disastrous move for the Dodgers. And, and maybe a brown bag to wear over his head when he, you know, bats just out of shame. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just don't understand. Also, I think the Dodgers are paying the rest of Joey Gallo's contract yeah, as well. This, it's, like, crazy good for the Yankees. They just got rid of their greatest problem and got something for it. Yeah, I just don't understand yeah. that. I mean, but, I don't. I also don't really see the Dodgers using Joey Gallo. Yeah, yeah. they didn't start him yesterday. I mean, hey, if, if Joey Gallo now has, like, a great last two months, like, that would just be, like, crazy. But, like, you know, I, that's not going to happen. It wouldn't shock me. I'm not saying it's going to mm-hmm. happen, but it wouldn't shock me. It would shock me, especially because they also just brought up one of their top prospects who had a great major league debut. I mean, just so, one game, you know? But yeah. yeah, still, though, I don't see Gallo's spot on the Dodgers roster. I don't yeah. really see his spot on an MLB roster. I, I think he'd have better luck selling insurance. Yeah, I agree. And Yeah, um, I just don't think he's going to get a chance to like get into a rhythm and get yeah. All right, well, we're about out of time here, so that'll end it for this week's Total Bases. But we'll be back next week with more baseball talk here on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.